Hello and welcome to today's Dell Technologies and Intel podcast with Martin Barnes. He's a client solutions specialist with Dell Technologies based here in Sydney. And my name's Stephen Fennick. I'm your host. I'm a longtime tech journalist and a regular TV and radio presenter. Before we start, we'd like to acknowledge the traditional custodians of our country and acknowledge their continuing connection to land, water and community. We acknowledge the culture, the history and the languages of our First Nation peoples and pay our respects to their elders past, present and emerging. I don't need to tell you that hybrid working, staff working partly from home, partly from the office and in some cases many other locations, has really taken off thanks to COVID. And it's created many new challenges for organisations, especially their IT departments. One of these is that the workstations, in many cases laptops, previously used by many staff for occasional remote working and for access to corporate IT systems are no longer fit for purpose. They're not ideally suited to handling the much greater demands of serious remote or hybrid working and the heightened security requirements that come with it. Many power users are now remote workers. They are multitasking and collaborating. They are running compute-intensive applications like artificial intelligence and apps that make heavy use of graphics. What might have been considered a high-end device a few years ago won't cut the mustard with these users. It will limit their productivity and could even compromise company security. So it is time to rethink device requirements for hybrid working and take a more structured approach to providing the most suitable devices for every type of worker. Dell Technologies now has a whole range of mobile workstations with Intel vPro platform designed specifically to meet the demands of hybrid working and remote manageability. And after going through the process with its own workforce, it has a service and a methodology to help its customers provide staff with the workstations best suited to their roles. I'm looking forward to this discussion with Martin, who will tell us more about the demands of today's hybrid work environments and the Dell workstations that meet those demands. We'd also like to thank our sponsor, Intel. Martin, welcome. Hi, Stephen. Thanks for having me here. In my intro, I did touch on some of the ways in which today's hybrid work environment is placing new demands on the computing devices used for remote access. Can you flesh that out perhaps with some examples? For sure. I read somewhere the other day that basically categorises saying that we're in a new era of visual computing and that requires seamless productivity everywhere which we find ourselves working. So that covers kind of three of the areas that you touched on. You have artificial intelligence everywhere. So there's a widespread adoption across major applications. So not just the applications you would normally associate with a workstation user. An example of that would be um, audio background removal for video conferencing or just assisting with digital content creation just to make things a better user experience for everyone involved. Then you have compute intensive graphics. You're now seeing that from everyday productivity and design and visualization. Um, but you're seeing it across web browsing to video streaming as well. 
And that means you need graphics acceleration because it expands beyond what typically you would have needed for, before with professional design applications. And thirdly, multitasking and collaboration. Now that we're working from anywhere, we're working across multiple apps and displays. And all these applications are often used together, increasing the need for advanced computing solutions just to keep up with these modern multi-application workflows. And then you mentioned um, manageability. Well, that's where Intel vPro comes in. It gives IT the ability to remotely discover, repair, and help protect the network computing assets. How mature do you think the market is for more powerful workstations? Do you think many or most organisations have realised they need to rethink requirements? Or is it like the boiled frog, the performance demanded of these devices has grown gradually over the last two or three years and organisations haven't realised that a new approach is needed? So when it comes to mobile workstations, I think both. What the breakdown of that is, um, I don't really know. I would suggest probably that those people who are the rethinkers, as you put them, they would be the early adopters. So, um, you know, they've, they've recognised that anyone who multitask and uses collaboration tools is now a multi sorry, a power user, as you suggested in your introduction. Um, I think, you know, what you're going to see there is more people come to that realisation, we're going to see a massive uptake in mobile because there's already a general trend on all devices to go from fixed um, to mobile. And it's really the mobile workstation lends itself very well to those people who are using interactive apps and workloads. So the interactive apps are, are typically like CAD design or any detail, anything that's more clock speed orientated. So they're all good candidates. But when you get back to the power users, um, we need to think of what the challenges for them actually are. So late last year, Dell um, commissioned some research with IDC. It was global research. And what they found out that the challenges were, was one, was the hybrid work environment. So you need to support off-premise and home office use. And for that, you need a, a powerful notebook. Two, downtime and failure. One in three respondents were not satisfied with the device performance that they have today. And Thirdly, slow execution of critical tasks. Again, it was one in three, probably the same one in three. They say they wait 10 minutes to an hour a day for their computer to execute those complex tasks. And um, you know, customers are quickly catching on to this value and performance that you can get with last year with 12th generation when Intel introduced um, Intel P-series CPUs. So I can remember you know, this little story I had when dealing with the high-ed sector. I reiterated a lot of the issues that I was finding as a a user and I was kind of, you know, having the same feedback that what the, the research unveiled and they said they were experiencing the same. And in high ed, they really have adopted that um, visual era of, um, of uh, teaching and, and usage because um, people were, students were now from home, lectures were from home, so they got it straight away. So late last year into this year, the high ed sector has had a massive adoption of mobile workstations, I've standardised to be honest, and um, using P-series for, for most users and H-series for those where they, where they need it. Um, the other thing I'd say is we're going to see a rapid adoption of entry-level discrete um, video cards over the next 12 to 24 months. And a few things are going to be driving driving that, and that's as we spoke about for the AI, but I'll probably get into it a little bit later. I'm sure you're going to have questions on that. But um, you'll also see many traditional workstation users um, can go to mobile now because of Intel's H-series CPUs. They're available at very, very fast clock speeds, and they have high core counts, up to, say, 24 core counts in the maximum. And we now get them in thinner and lighter chassis. For example, um, the... Precision 5480, which we've just released, um, 
it'll have all your H series and i5, i7 and i9, but we have in our 7000 series Intel Core i9, the i3950HX with the 24 cores. So we're getting thinner, lighter form factors, and that's basically enabling people to get away from the desk with their mobile workstation. But you're still going to need, have that need for fix. When you have, um, when you're really more in computing intensive applications where you need high core counts, maximum graphics, maximize your storage and memory, you'll still have that need for towers and rackable workstations. Underinvestment in mobile workstations can compromise productivity and possibly even security. But overinvestment, especially for a larger organisation, can also be wasteful. So how do organisations go about right-sizing their remote workstation fleet? Whenever I kind of get this feedback, I always say to my customers, nobody has ever complained about having too much compute power. <laughs> True. But to answer your question, how do, we understand, how do we do that? I think the key thing is we've got to understand the requirements for each work persona in your, in your organisation. And that means understanding the applications being used and the impact of how and where they're being used. You know, for example, how many applications are typically used at a time and what is their utilisation of CPU, memory and GPU? How long are the applications run? Are you running video conferencing? Is there video on the browser or on PPT? Is there any video in any, say, your Adobe Reader? Um, and are you using ex high-resolution external displays? Then check your performance benchmarks um, that are public. Some of them are publicly available. It's just to quantify the benefits of Intel P-Series and H-Series CPUs and then consider the merits of a dedicated graphics for those power users. You, you can achieve a much better or more load balanced system by offloading CPU and integrated graphics usage to a discrete GPU. Um, really, really good example of that is um, in Microsoft Teams. And that basically is gonna give the user a large amount of headroom now with their CPU to tackle those additional applications. And the last thing I'd say is go back to is, you know, are you gonna overinvest? I think be wary, avoid false economies. Um, just don't compromise on the performance to save a few dollars. You've got to take into account the people who are your power users, what they bring to your organisation, how important their role is, and the low cost of the, um, the applications they use and whatever. For a few dollars more, you can really make a big difference to your organisation. You know, case in point, um, you know, you've got, you're doing a sales pitch, you got one shot at it. It's like baseball, but you got one pitch. If you miss it and your system freezes and you get a glitch, you've lost the time. You're a lecturer. You've got 200 students dialed into your class and you have issues and they drop out. You've missed a chance. You don't. It's not like in your internal organisation, let's rebook it, let's do it again this afternoon. It's one shot. So what is that costing you in your organisation? So what I say is, you know, don't opt for a lower CEO, TCO if it's going to basically harm your organisation. For a few dollars more, you can have a workstation. Martin, can you identify any particular trend in applications uptake and usage that's putting pressure on the capabilities of remote workstations? Well, beyond the obvious, the typical professional applications, they're always you know, pushing the boundaries more and more. But you know, bringing it back to, again, hybrid working and your power user, it's the productivity apps. Um, they're demanding more processing power and, you know, you've got more workers that need to, you know, have the ability to design and make edits in real time for any 3D applications, and that's graphic design applications and video applications there. But ray tracing and artificial intelligence capabilities are becoming common in some of these applications as well, increasing the need for advanced 
accelerators. Now, if you've just got a CPU and an integrated graphics card, you've got one accelerator. Put a discrete graphics card in there, now you have two. Um, many workers need the flexibility to use multiple high-resolution displays of their laptop. This increases the amount of pixels that need to be processed. Um, websites have adopted 3D graphics to create more immersive experiences. Um, so you know, be more aware of that. When you go there, you'll see video consumption has become very, very commonplace. So we don't even know. It. That's just crept in. And then presenting and video conferencing are often entwined with heavy use of video sharing and AI-based conferencing features. Ever go into your um, task manager, you go control it, delete task manager, and look at your systems utilization when you share your screen and you're sharing your video um, and then you've got PowerPoint running in the background and you've got Outlook on, you've got Chrome, look at the effects that's having. Um, so as, and as I suggested then, so many of the apps aren't used alone. So they're often used in a multi-app workflow and the workers are collaborating, they're designing, they're sharing, using numerous applications together and all of this is driving up the computing demands. A year ago, Dell announced a range of new commercial PCs that elevates the hybrid work experience. Features included AI, powered software to drive greater collaboration, privacy, and connectivity. Can you tell us something about this? Yeah, well, I think what you're referring to there is something that we refer to as Dell Optimizer. So that's basically um, a built-in artificial intelligence-based optimization software that's learning the way you work and responding to the way you work to give you a better user experience. Um, you know, a lot of people see when you load software onto a system, they think of the old days, a lot of bloat software, and they remove this, and then only to remove it, put it back on again when they realise and they're educated to the benefits of it. So it covers a bunch of things, and I'll just kind of run through them very quickly, um, and they're built on um, technology provided by Intel. So um, firstly, Express Connect is powered by Intel Connectivity Performance Soft Suite. Um, that's giving you a much better connection to, say, um, whether you, the, not the nearest signal but the strongest signal and you can be uh, working across two signals as well, for argument's sake. You could be using your um, mobile broadband and you could be using um, Wi-Fi within the building. So you're going to have more of a seamless opportunity when you're collaborating there. Intelligent Audio with Intel Gaussian Network Accelerator. I Googled that the other day to make sure if I had to mention I wouldn't mispronounce it. Um, and then Express Charge, that's give you a faster um, charging in between meetings or before you're going to head out again using Intel's Energy Performance Optimizer. And then Express Sign-In using Intel's Context Sensing Technology, so a faster sign-in. And then we have Express Response as well to launch your applications and most commonly used faster. There's some analytics built in there as well. And if you get one of our workstations, there's storage optimization built in there. So all of those things don't cost anything. It's a value add, but they definitely um, make the user experience that much better. Martin, what's one key takeaway you'd like the listeners to really remember from our chat today? So as I said, understand your users' workloads and how they're working and don't compromise on performance to save a few dollars. They require workstations if they're power users. Um, not everyone's a power user, but you'd be surprised really when you look at it how many people are. Um, and basically laptops with dedicated graphics, look at those. Um, and if you're not going to adopt them this refresh, I'm pretty sure you're going to be adopting them next because they're going to far exceed the capabilities of CPU-only laptops. And that's about all the time we have for today. Thanks to our speaker, Martin Barnes, for delving into workstations and the era of hybrid working. If you'd like to know more about Dell Technologies workstations, please visit dell.com.au forward slash workstations. Once again, we'd like to thank our sponsor, Intel. Thanks again for listening and have a great day. 